0: Welcome back to the Liz Teach Podcast. I am so glad that you have joined me. So, I am excited to share what I have on my heart. And I am so blessed to have Rebecca have introduced this episode. And this episode is about a subject that we all need to hear about and we all need to continue learning about because it affects us and it is anger. So yeah, hold on to your seats and let's learn together because this is something that has taken me me years to master and I still have uh, times where I can't believe that I have allowed my anger to get the better of me. And so I read this quote and I don't know who Quoted it, or else I would give credit. I just found this quote and I thought it was interesting. And it is nobody makes you angry, you decide to use anger as a response. Yeah, ouch. (laughs) Right? Been there, done that, have the t shirt, unfortunately. But as a Christian, I know that the Holy Spirit is at my disposal to help me in my moments of anger so that hopefully it is not always my go-to emotion and that my fits of anger are few and far in between. Now there is healthy anger and I will go into that a little bit later But I am talking today about anger that actually makes you sick, (laughs) can make you physically ill. Anger that causes others to walk on eggshells around you. Anger that can even give others PTSD around you. Anger that just boils in your belly. If you are getting angry every single day of your life, that is an indication that it is most definitely not healthy anger. In the book of James, we find two verses and I wanted to share them with you. And it says, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. And verse 20 says, For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So as a Christian, I definitely want to produce the righteousness of God. I want to be able to produce um, in my life things that others want to imitate and not things that people want to run away from, right? Right. And when we are angry, I know myself included, it is ugly, it is shameful, it makes others feel scared, unstable, and then typically that day or a couple of days later, you're kicking yourself wondering why you allowed yourself to get so angry. Of course, I'm in my 50s. So this is why I've learned a lot and the Holy Spirit has walked with me. But I think of myself in the twenty, in my 20s, or even as a teen, in my 20s and 30s and the things that I used to get angry about and just allow it to ruin my day and ruin the days of others is just horrific, right? Just absolutely horrific. And so, you know. Uh, what I've learned recently in the last uh, few years is that usually anger is triggered by something. Anger is an indication that something else is wrong. And, you know, the book of Proverbs 29, 11 says, A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds back. Proverbs sixteen thirty two says, Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. So there is so much scripture to encourage us that we can overcome this, that we can be better, that we don't have to abide continually in this anger. And if you heard my meditation on Monday, I was talking about wisdom and not being foolish. And so when we continually allow our anger to have just free and full reign in our lives and in the lives of our family, at our jobs, in Walmart, wherever we go, anger is our best buddy. When we do that, we are not acting wisely, but as fools. When my husband passed away 10 years ago, I experienced anger like I'd never had before. And so thankfully, I came to grips with why that anger was within me. And I realized that that particular anger that I was experiencing because of grief had a lot to do with fear. I was all of a sudden fearful of the future. As you can tell, and you will tell, I'm a pretty strong person. I don't consider myself to have a codependent personality. But in that moment, when I lost my husband of 25 years, I realized that, wow, I did depend on him for more than I thought. I trusted in him to take care of things, uh, of more things than I thought. And so that fear caused me to be angry. I was angry Uh, that I had to think about things that I never had to think about before, that I had to care for my daughters on my own. And uh, I was just afraid of the future. And so I was angry. I was also angry at God. Yes, oh my goodness, (laughs) I was angry at God. That's okay, he can handle it, just don't remain there. And when I realized that I was angry at him and I started to have conversations with God, about my anger and my disappointment, uh, I was able to heal and then let go of that unhealthy anger. So when I allowed it to show me what was the root of it, it became healthy. But all the months and a couple of years before that, nine times out of 10, the anger was not healthy and it made me feel bad. It caused others around me to feel uncomfortable, and I felt just such guilt and shame. Uh, And then the Holy Spirit allowed me to work through that. A lot of times we get angry because we're stressed out, right? We come home from work, and somebody can say the most simple thing, and we blow up at them. And it has nothing to do with that person, and it has to do with our day. It has to do that we're angry at our boss. It has to do with some uh, disappointment at work. You know, I really can also um, have that empathy for uh, single moms, right? You're working all day, then you come home and you have to take care of so much on your own, or single dads don't want to leave y'all out. And so the stress can produce anger. And unfortunately, we can't enjoy moments with our family because we're so angry. And I don't know about you, but anger will uh, just sit in the pit of my stomach. It will make me nauseous. Then it produces anxiety. It just makes you completely sick. I have had headaches from anger when I was going through the grief with my husband because it was just so awful, so weighty. Like It just burdened me so much uh, that my head hurt and I was nauseous. It was absolutely horrific. That is not an anger that produces anything good, much less the righteousness of God. You know, sometimes uh, we are angry because um, we are around people that are unforgiving or that don't cut us any slack, and they're always attacking us. And so our go-to is to just get angry at them. Uh, We don't have healthy conversations. How did we get here? What is going on? Why do you feel that way towards me? And so we reside in anger instead of asking, is there something that I contributed to this situation? Is there something that I have brought to this relationship that causes others to quote unquote attack me or say things that just push me over the edge? There's just so much that we can dig into and ask, but we just reside in anger. We stay in anger. I have experienced rejection in my life, and so anytime I feel rejected, I have to be very careful because then uh, my next go to emotion will be anger. So my daughter Rebecca, when she was very little, Um, this was about in 2002 when we first moved here. So I really didn't know too many people here. I didn't know anyone at the church where I had just started going to a month prior and I had been rejected in, uh, the previous church, my dad's church, actually. (laughs) So as a pastor's kid, yeah, we, we go through some stuff, we go through some stuff and so When I arrived here and just everything being new and getting new jobs and do we have enough and what's happening and my husband and I were also going through a difficult situation, just so much change and to allow people into my life was scary. So I came home one Friday and um, I was getting ready to go to a women's retreat actually and I was very nervous about it. I didn't realize how nervous, how fearful I was until I exploded. Rebecca was painting, three years old, painting on the kitchen table. And here in Florida, the apartments, uh, in, in that time, for some reason, had uh, carpeting in the, in the dining room area, which makes no sense, right? Anyway, there was carpeting there and she was painting. So she proceeds to drop some paint on the floor, literally a dot. Well, when I see this blue paint on the beige carpet, I just had a fit. I had a fit. And you know, the word of God talks about in Galatians uh, 520, that fits of anger are the work of the flesh. So I was totally in the flesh there. I was not in the spirit. And so when I see that, I just blow up like why could you do that this poor three-year-old little face looking at me I went off I spanked her my daughter Raquel was like mom it's okay then I start to clean the paint make a bigger mess it was horrific it took years for my daughter not to be traumatized about it now it's a family story um, that we chuckle at how crazy I was because praise God I am different (laughs) or 95% different so I turned a small situation into a larger situation because of my anger. But at the root of that, so then I didn't want to go to the women's retreat, right? I don't deserve to be in the presence of God. I don't deserve to be in a Christian environment. And Raquel was like, no, mom, you got to go. She probably wanted to get me out of the house. But <laughs> at that point, I knew it was the Holy Spirit saying, do not let this get in the way. I remember walking into the church crying and the pastor's wife just um, ministered to me. I called Rebecca, apologized again for the hundredth time and God did a work in my life, obviously. But as I examined that situation in the years to come, I knew was my fear of rejection and my uh, fear of the unknown and my nervousness that had exploded at that moment in anger and, uh, Thank God for healing. Thank God for the Holy Spirit that leads us to all truth and lets us know, hey, this can be better. Now, I know a lot of times, especially Christians, will say, well, Jesus got angry. I can get angry. Yes. But the Bible says be angry and do not sin. The anger that Jesus expressed because we have our emotions, we're made in the image and likeness of God, our emotions are God-given, The anger that he would experience or that he showed was because of hypocrites, because of uh, righteous indignation, uh, because of uh, injustices. Those are the reasons he got angry. It was at people that should have known better and didn't do better. And remember, he's God. So he truly knows people's hearts. So he could truly see that in their hearts, there was injustice, uh, that there was a lack of compassion, that there was a sinfulness that they refused to see, that there was a pride that they refused to see. And so he had this righteous indignation. It's not the anger that we experience on a daily basis because our kids don't do what we tell them to do (laughs) or when we get angry in Walmart because uh, the line is too long or our road rage. That's not the anger that Jesus experienced. His anger had to do with righteousness. And he still asked us to love our neighbor, right? And to love others. And his word continually tells us about anger, that it is the result of walking in the flesh. So most of us, nine times out of 10, 9.5 times out of 10 are not getting angry because of righteous indignation. And we are not God. So when we get angry and say, well, I'm getting angry because of this injustice, if we're not producing some righteousness out of it, if we're not producing something positive out of it, then it is a sinful. And we need to ask God um, how for how we can use that righteous indignation in a righteous way, in a way that produces righteousness, in a way that still reflects Christ. And above all, remember that the emotions or the characteristic most shown by God was love, not anger. It was love. It was compassion, mercy, He healed, he saved. That is what he's known for. He's not known for his anger. And so we should not be known as an angry person. And we need to um, go hand in hand with God, with the Holy Spirit, for him to reveal what the root is. Find a good Christian therapist to lead us if we are lost and we don't know even where to begin. And so I encourage you, if you find yourself getting angry every single day of your life, that you put that in check with God, that you hold yourself accountable maybe to others around you. You know, for me, growing up around anger and when I became a Christian, it was so confusing because how can uh, people that profess to know God and have the love of Christ Be so continually angry and fits of rage and just a a life that, my goodness, so unstable and that you have to walk around them. uh, You have to walk on eggshells around them. That should not be our go-to emotion. We should be able to love first, understand first, have compassion first, mercy first. Anger, let anger be a trigger for you to wake up that there's something deeper that you need to take care of. Let's walk in the spirit and not the flesh. And so I hope that helps you today. I hope that you are able to walk alongside God and, and the Holy Spirit, a therapist, to get at the root of why you're experiencing this anger continually and constantly in your life. There's this other quote that I found that I would like to finish with. And again, I don't know why it doesn't have the author, but it says, what is anger? Anger is a punishment we give ourselves for someone else's mistake. You're punishing yourself at the end of the day. And above all, we need Jesus. We need Jesus in our heart because it begins with him. It begins with him leading us. And uh, so I hope that in Jesus name, he is in your heart and that you open your life to him. Once again, my friends, thank you so much for trusting me with your time today. It's been a pleasure and may God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Liz Teach podcast.